First Class Fatherhood. That is where Alec Lace comes in with his popular podcast. And one of the most interesting was on a podcast. Alec Lace interviews high-profile fathers from actors to NFL players with a vision to change the narrative of fatherhood and family life. Welcome, everybody, to episode 638 of First Class Fatherhood, a family-made media podcast, and I am excited for you guys to hear the conversation that I had with Lucas Black, who joins me on the podcast today. Lucas Black is an actor. You've seen him in films such as The Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. He starred in NCIS New Orleans for six years before hitting the pause button to focus on what's more important to him, and that is his family. He's back now starring in a movie called Legacy Peak that is streaming on Pure Flix. I love the fact that Lucas Black is dedicated to bringing back more positive father figure, positive male role model, positive male characters to the big screen. God only knows we need to see more and more of this uh, from the entertainment industry. We need to show dads in a much more positive light. I think it's going to have a tremendous impact on so many young dads out there. I encourage you to check out the movie. Uh, Legacy Peak, check out Lucas Black, see what he's all about. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation. Honored to have him on the podcast today. Lucas Black is going to be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview with Lucas Black was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch today's conversation between Lucas Black and myself, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. Link is in the description of today's podcast episode. And PureFlix has been knocking it out of the park recently. If you don't have a subscription or you have that as one of your viewing options, get over there and download the PureFlix app. They got some tremendous movies over there. If you guys remember not too long ago, I had Bart Johnson and his wife, Robin Lively, on the podcast here. The two of them uh, starred in Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters over there on PureFlix. Really love what they're all about. Make sure you guys keep it locked in to First Class Fatherhood. For the remainder of the week, we are going country. Wednesday, Craig Morgan... The Army veteran and country music singer who's out with a new book. He'll be stopping by. And Friday, we're going to close it out with country music star Dylan Scott. So we got some great episodes coming your way here soon. Please help me spread the word about the podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. You guys know Father's Day is every day right here. So let's jump into it right now with Lucas Black straight ahead on First Class Fatherhood. Joining me now, First Class Father, Lucas Black. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Hey, appreciate you having me. So glad to be here. How you doing? I'm doing well. Let's do it like this. How many kids do you have? How old are they? Yes, I have three kids. Uh, Sophie Joe, she is my oldest, 11 years old. Asa, our first son, he is nine. And Gus, our youngest, is seven. Wow, very cool. If you could, Lucas, please just take a second to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yes, Alec, appreciate it. Uh, so my name's Lucas Black, and um, I'm an actor. I grew up in North Alabama. I've been acting since I was 10 years old. Uh, started with the movie The War with Kevin Costner. Sling Blade was probably the most popular as a child. That's what kicked off the career. Uh, did a few films with Universal Pictures, uh, Jarhead, Tokyo Drill, Friday Night Lights, and uh, recently did a TV series uh, for 125 episodes, NCIS New Orleans. And uh, now just uh, what we're going to talk about, Legacy Peak, which is coming out September 22nd. Um, really proud to be a part of this role. 
Uh, hopefully it empower fathers and empower men and put us in a good light, which is uh, which is rare these days in the content of movies. Yeah, th- there's no doubt that men have been uh, just uh, completely destroyed and, and just the way that they are being framed in entertainment. Uh, we've definitely seen a shift in Hollywood and TV over the years of portraying, especially that father character. So uh, lo- we're going to jump more into Legacy Peak in a second. But if you could, Lucas, just take me back to the beginning of your fatherhood journey about how old were you when you became a dad and how did that experience change your, your perspective on life? Oh, absolutely. You know, I was uh, 28 years old. Uh, when, when we got married and we had our, our Sophie Joe the, the next year. Um, so it was just, <laughs> it was amazing. You know, uh, things started becoming more real and just uh, the perspective of life, like, hey, taking on this responsibility. Uh, now that I've got a child, I got to be there for uh, her, uh, protect and provide. And so um, it really made me dig into what I believe. It made me dig into my faith um, and really just take on the responsibility of uh, loving my child and also pointing them into the direction of uh, a truth. And for me, that's a biblical worldview. Yeah, very well said, Lucas. And I know you mentioned there your run on uh, NCIS. Uh, I know after six seasons you left to spend more time with the family uh, what was that decision like for you? What was the decision or how are you moving forward now uh, in balancing uh, the family life with your acting career? Yeah, you know, um, I guess fortunately as a child growing up, um, I knew or there's always been a, you know, I, I observed how destructive the entertainment business can be uh, to families. Uh, any job that you're traveling, if you're making money on the road, um, it's always tough. It's always tough for the family, you know? So, um, um, you know, growing up, I knew that was going to be a concern for me. Uh, how, how was, how were we going to have this balance, right. Of work and life and, uh, family. And so, um, going into the show, um, we knew it was going to be such a different, um, you know, speed, a different, different working environment, TV, network, television is, is go, go, go. It's a marathon. You're working 10 months out of the year, wide open, long hours. I I mean, the first two seasons I was working 70 to 80 hours a week. So um, you knew that wasn't going to last forever. Right. Um, So we had a plan uh, when we first went in to, okay, when we were going to have to pull the trigger on like when to get out enough, enough is enough. Right. The show was good to us. Uh, it lasted for 125 episodes for us, but it was time for me to step away, uh, really connect with my heavenly father and also uh, connect back with my wife and, and kids and all that time that we had sacrificed for those 125 episodes. We were going to have to, um, you know, spend more time together. And so we did that. Uh, we took a year break uh, to really just re- rest and and see what the Lord had next for us, um, you know, and was praying about it. Uh, I didn't have any representation. I didn't have an agent or manager, so there wasn't really any pressure coming from anyone. We were just, uh, you know, uh, praying and staying in the Lord's peace. And, uh, and then Legacy Pete came up, you know, it came up uh, just through a mutual friend, uh, of uh, of one of the co-producers, Eric Ludy, we met him at a homeschool convention, 
And uh, he mentioned he had a friend that wrote a script. He sent it to me three weeks later. I really wasn't uh, eager to get back in front of the camera, but I read it and my wife read it. And after she finished it, she come to me with tears in her eyes and said, I don't know why you wouldn't be a part of this. Uh, Cause we've been praying about the next step. What's what the, what the next step was going to be. And uh, really just seeking the Lord. We seen, we saw a big culture shift, um, you know, in our country. Cause this was all during, uh, I left NCIS New Orleans the fall of 2019. So right before all the craziness of 2020, um, and so we were just praying about how God was going to use us to impact culture in a positive way. Um, and really I wanted some, you know, to empower men and, um, you know, something that was going to shed us in a good light. And so legacy peak fell in our lap. And, um, that's one reason why we chose to do it. Yeah. And two of the most important things, Lucas, I think right now, like I, I talk all the time about the fatherless crisis that we have going on in our country where so many kids are growing up without a father or a father figure in their life. Uh, especially men that are not stepping up to their responsibility. Another big part of that problem is men that are no longer into their faith. We've seen God removed from so much of our society. And I think if men could get back into the family and get back on board with God in their life, I think we'd see so many of the turmoil that's going on in our country. So much of it uh, would start to go away pretty quickly. What's your take? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, it's time for us to men, for men to step up uh, and really press into our faith. I did um, one of there was a uh, a student that asked to uh, do an interview with me, and because he saw my hashtag bring masculinity back, uh, I've been doing that now on my platforms for a while, and so he really wanted to uh, you know ask what that meant, uh, you know, and why I was doing that, and um, he asked me a really important question, and it was one he said, well, who who do you think the blame um, you know, it is to blame who, why we are in the fix that we're in right now. And uh, I paused for a minute and I said, well, really, I, you know, I have to point it at myself. I have to point it at myself. And, and as men, I feel like uh, we've kind of become, you know, complacent. Uh, we've had it easy for a long time. It's, it's easy in America to earn a living and to provide for our family. And uh, I think we a lot of the uh, family values and especially Christian values in our faith, we kind of taken uh, for granted. And so it's time for us to step up and press in. Uh, you know, I really felt convicted by the Holy Spirit to really press into my faith, uh, to be serious about it and to, um, you know, be there for my family, be the spiritual leader in my household and, um, you know, point my kids in the direction of, of truth. You know, uh, because it, the the enemy is is out there to deceive us and tempt us in in so many ways that we have to have a God of of, of truth. And uh, for me, that's a biblical worldview, and so that's that's what I um, that's what I try to instill in my in my children and in our family. Yeah, and there's no doubt that there has been an attack on masculinity. There's been an attack on the nuclear family unit. Uh, which has been broken up and broken down. And even just fr from the way the movies, like we were talking about, the entertainment growing up, the action heroes uh, definitely have switched to the way they look on screen now as opposed to when I was growing up. And there's definitely been a shift, and it has not been for the better. But let's jump into Legacy Peak here now. What can you tell the listeners? Uh, where, where can they see it? What can they expect? What's the movie about? And tell us about your character, Jason, in the film. Yeah, I appreciate it. So uh, it's it's 
being released September 22nd on uh, PureFlix, uh, Sony Films, Sony Firm Films uh, bought PureFlix. And so uh, this is one of the films they're releasing, uh, you know, and so on September 22nd. My character, uh, his name is Jason Wild, and, um, you know, he he had a rough uh, go with like with his relationship with his father. Father left him when he was a uh, early uh, young child and he went in and out of foster homes. Um, you know, and so he is stepping into the fatherhood role. He is, uh, uh, marrying or, you know, wanting to marry a woman who has two children. Uh, their father was a really good father. Um, he was killed in the military and they honor and respect him and love him. Uh, but Jason is stepping in, he's stepping into this fatherhood role and he really wants to give these kids, uh, something that he didn't have. Um, he, he doesn't really know how to do it, but, uh, he doesn't take the passive approach, uh, which I really like about this character. He has a plan, um, to connect with them, to give them some adventure, to show them love. Um, but things kind of go awry in the movie. You know, they, they, um, have some adversity, um, you know, and things doesn't go according to plan and Jason's plan. And, um, you know, what's cool about that is you can see throughout the movie, he he still calls on his heavenly father for help. You know, uh, when something doesn't go the way he has planned, he he says a quick prayer like, hey, I need your help, Lord. Uh, I don't know what to do here. And uh, that's OK. You know, I think all of us, when we step into the fatherhood role, there's going to be some unknowns. Right. We I don't care if you read 10 to 100 books on parenting or fatherhood you're going to experience something that's new to you and you don't, you don't know what to do. And that's okay. As long as we're there for our children and love them. And then also, you know, call on our heavenly father for help. And that's what Jason does here. And through all that experience, you know, um, he really connects with the children just the way he wanted to, if not more so. And so it's pretty cool uh, at the end, you kind of realize like, hey, God's in control and he he orchestrated all these things to happen so that Jason's character can share his heart with these children and they would connect with him because he was vulnerable. He was able to open up. He was transparent with them and told them about his past and his um, and that made them that made the children love him even more in the end. Uh, and that's how he gained their respect. And, um, and that was cool. That was cool to see. That was a, that was a fun part of the story for me. Yeah. I'm going to put the link in the description of this podcast episode. So my listeners can get over there and check out the film. I mean, pure flicks been coming out with some bangers recently. So I love what they're doing over there and props to you. I think it's an important movie. There's no doubt about that. And I'm curious, do you, I know I read that you once turned down a role because you didn't want to drop the Southern accent. How difficult is it when you do? Have you played the parts where you lose the how? how I know sometimes for myself, I have a more uh, northern uh, or northeast accent when I speak. And I know when I was reading like my um, my audio book from my book that came out earlier this year, I was told to kind of try to tone it down a little bit. So it wasn't so in certain spots. Very difficult when you actually pay attention to it. So I always wonder with actors, how do you do that? Is, is it a difficult process if you have to drop the accent? Well, you know, uh, I've always embraced 
uh, my accent. And I feel like it's a distinct characteristic uh, that God has given me. Um, you know, and at, at a lot of times that's how people, you know, recognize me. And so it's more, it's the, Hey, I, I know that voice. And, um, so yeah, I've turned down roles, um, where they wanted to change my accent. So, so really I haven't, I haven't tried, you know, I haven't tried to, uh, tone it down or get rid of it in any sort of way. And, uh, I don't see myself doing that anytime soon. You know, it's work, it's worked for me this, uh, so far. So I'll continue to continue to keep it and, and just embrace it, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I often wonder too, cause like sometimes I'll see that, like I'll, I'll be watching something and then I'll hear the guy talking. He got a British accent in an interview. And I'm like, what? Like, how did this guy do that? Like, you know, so yeah, sometimes exactly. that's a little crazy, but I like the fact that you're keeping it real. And if you could just to pull it back into you as a dad for a second here, Lucas, what type of disciplinarian are you as a dad? And is that different than the discipline style that you grew up with? Oh uh, yeah. You know, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, be- I believe in, you know, if you, uh, misbehave, you know, and if it's out of defiance, you know, if the child is acting on uh, being defiant, if they know they did something wrong, then, um, you know, I believe in, you know, punishing them, uh, a, a little bit of pain is okay. Right. To point them and <laughs> to point them in the right direction. Um, so, uh, that's how we do it. You know, my wife and I, we talk about that. Uh, and there's certain things that, you know, if they disobey, it's according to what it is. Um, really, we just try to fit the punishment to the crime. You know, um, I got two boys. I know they're going to scuffle a lot. And so that's just uh, that's just part of it. And so, uh, yeah, we just try to fit, you know, the punishment to the crime. You know, I know that's a sensitive subject out there, but I do believe that, um, you know, we as parents, we need to do a better job of saying no and uh, being stern about it and, uh, you know, being strict in areas and, uh, you know, discipline our kids. You know, I, I've, I've learned that um, they appreciate it and they respect it and they actually want it. They actually, uh, you know, I feel like my children – you know, they're looking for that guidance and looking for that discipline. If we give them too much freedom, they don't know where to go, you know. And so um, so that's that's how we operate here in this household. Yeah, there's no doubt about it that there's definitely a, a parenting problem that's going on in our country as well. And I think so many people are so afraid of disciplining their kids for fear of blowback from the way our culture has become mm-hmm. uh, that they're just not doing it. And I, I think it's a big time mistake. And uh, I agree with you. I think we need to get back to it. I want to touch on that too. I've noticed something here in the past couple of years that, um, you know, our children have really experienced a lot of things um, a lot sooner than I did growing up, you know, um, in our culture, in our society. And, and um, they really understand the why behind what we do. And I think that that is important, you know, and we talk about that. You know, um, we lived in New Orleans uh, for seven years doing the doing the television show. And so you got, uh, you know, it that that can be a rough city. It can be a rough city. So they were exposed to a lot and uh, they had a lot of questions. And so as uh, we were able to, you know, hopefully provide some uh, guidance and answers um, toward truth in those questions. Um, But the reason I bring that up is uh, I feel like our children understand the why behind, behind like, why we live the way we do, 
why we uh, read the Bible, why we go to church. Um, you know, and I think I think that's important. I think we need to talk about that more as parents. We don't we don't need to just leave it to someone else to teach our kids um, those Christian values and those family values and American values. You know, we see all those being attacked. And so um, we try to teach those kids uh, and look for opportunities to teach our kids uh, when they come up. Yeah, there, there's no doubt if we filled up our country with more people that are growing up that way, it would be a much better place. And, and just as with masculinity being under attack and the family unit being under attack, patriotism is under attack as well. It's yeah. almost looked as a, as a bad thing to be a patriotic person today. How we got to that point uh, is mind boggling to me, but that, that's probably a story for another day. Uh, yeah. Obviously, right now you got the Legacy Peak out. What other projects are you working more on, on some other uh, any other kind of projects? What's coming up next for you? Yeah, so I actually just uh, recently just signed on to two projects, and one is with the same people of Legacy Peak. Uh, we're doing a western. It's called uh, Birthright, and um, it's gonna it's it's a phenomenal script. You know, it's a lot of uh, deep subjects uh, that you know come from the Bible, biblical principles uh, there, and so it's probably you know more. It's a it's a deep and can be, I guess, a dark Western, but it's, so it's for older kids, you know, but that's up to the parent. It's still clean, but it's definitely one that we're hoping um, we want to make it appealing to men out there. Um, that's, that's my whole goal. You know, when, <clears throat> when I signed on to this legacy peak is a true faith-based project, you know, in that, in that genre, um, my whole goal when I talk about my wife is really to we need to create more content uh, in that genre that's appealing to men. You know, I think uh, for good reason, for a business reason, they kind of tailor toward women because they probably watch them uh, more than men, uh, which is which is fine. That's great. But um, we, we need more men watching wholesome, uh, you know, projects or content like Legacy Peak. Uh, family projects and, um, you know, faith-based movies. And so this birthright that I just signed on to, um, you know, it's a Western. So it's got all the feel, the Western feel, you know, the you know who the good guys and bad guys are. You know, there are some killing in it, you know, some, some, some uh, people's life has to be taken. But uh, my role really steps up and protects the innocent. And so I love that. And then also another family project, uh, you know, the band for King and Country, um, the Australian family that moved over here to Nashville. And then, um, you know, Rebecca St. James is the is the daughter of, of David uh, Smallbones, and she's a popular uh, singer. Well, they're doing a, a story on their they're doing a movie on their family and their story when they moved over here. It's a great family project that's really going to empower uh, mothers and fathers, the whole nuclear family, um, which is fantastic just to be a part of. And I get to, I get to play a, a small part in it. 
Yeah, awesome stuff. Looking forward to that. And there's no doubt that we need more people focusing on this kind of content. Uh, I don't have the overall solution, but I know I do know that a piece of it is going to come from how we're putting out these messages through our entertainment. So props to you for what you're doing. I love the fact that you're in the game and making a difference. Last thing I want to hit you with here, Lucas, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Yeah, that's good. Appreciate it, Alec. Um, you know, I, I would just say, you know, to take responsibility, you know, um, you know, don't, don't be passive in your approach. You know, I don't, I don't really like to say, uh, don't much, but, you know, I guess, uh, you know, uh, to be flexible in your plan and really just to press in, press into your faith. You know, I press into, uh, you know, reaching out to my heavenly father, you know, uh, daily, and when I need help. And so um, just be there for your kids. You know, it's something about, um, you know, just your presence that your kids, you know, people, you know, long for, they yearn for that, right? Um, so just being there for them. It's not like, you know, I've realized being a dad, it's not like I have to have something extravagant planned or an activity planned. Uh, they just want to be around me, you know? Uh, it can be the simplest things. Um, they just they just want your presence. You know, uh, I love going on adventures with my kids, and I think it helps uh, really connect and and create teaching moments. Um, you know, so those things I get excited about. Right, that's one of the parts. I think if you're a new dad, you should you should get excited to go on adventures with your kids and be able to teach them uh, some of those things that you've learned you know, and they're, they're more apt to hear it and listen to it when you actually uh, spend that quality time with them, uh, you know, and so that's, uh, that's, that's some advice I would give to all the new dads out there. Yeah, very well said. I love the message. This has been a lot of fun for me. I got to say, Lucas Black, you're a first class father all the way. And thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on First Class Fatherhood. Yeah, appreciate it, Alec. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. First Class Fatherhood is a family-made media podcast. Please visit www.firstclassfatherhood.com or www.familymade.com to find out more details. You can order First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high-profile dads on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Proverbs 22.6 tells us, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will never depart from it. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.